Hey friend, I have something super fun to share with you. Now I've been coaching homeschool moms for, well, it's been going on a year now, but I plan to start sharing some of those sessions as episodes. And so today I had a great conversation with Jessica and we talked about how she's planning to make some changes in her homeschool now that she's feeling more comfortable with the whole idea of the homeschool lifestyle. I'm really excited to share this with you. Now, if you'd like a coaching session, we can talk about anything that has to do with homeschool. You get to decide what the topic is, but you can go ahead and email at info, I-N-F-O, at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. But did you know that Clarify Your Homeschool students get the opportunity to ask questions as part of the lifetime access to the course? They do, and there is no question that is off limits when it comes to the homeschool lifestyle, whether it's how to balance that with marriage or homemaking or just how to go about, you have a bunch of kids and you're trying to educate them, anything. To join Clarify Your Homeschool, you're going to head to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Everything is all laid out there. But in the meantime, let's get in on this conversation with Jessica. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. All right, Jessica, I am excited for us to connect today. And so tell me a little bit about how long you have been homeschooling. I saw on your end, like three years. Is that, is that right? Yeah, uh, officially three years. Um, technically, with my son's age, we have only filled out our paperwork. I think this was the second year. Um, with Wisconsin, they don't, if they're six before September 1st, that's when you fill out the paperwork. Okay. And his birthday is September 7th. So we've always been technically, he technically he would have just done second grade if he was in the public school system um, this year, which we've just finished up our third, uh, third grade curriculum. But so two years officially for Wisconsin, more like three years and a little bit more okay. as far as. Uh, actually okay. So, so basically stuff. really from the beginning you've homeschooled, you didn't, yes. your kiddos weren't in public or private school at all. Okay. Correct. And now it looks like you have a five-year-old to be starting with kindergarten then here in the correct yes. in the fall or We're kind of doing a mix of kindergarten, first grade. Okay. She's kind of caught on to some of her brother's stuff and is a little ahead of kindergarten. So that's something. Yeah, that tends to happen as they are just there and around. You don't think they're listening and picking up on things and they and they really are. And you're like, wow, yes. okay. <laughs> yep. She came at me the other day with mom, four plus five is nine. I'm like, oh yes, yes, it is. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, it's it, you know, again, you don't think they're listening, but they are. So today, tell me what is the biggest um, I want to say problem because it makes it feel like there's a problem, but biggest concern, let's say, when it comes to homeschooling that you kind of want to tackle here with me? Um, I guess, how do I find what my vision is for our homeschool? And how do I find a curriculum that fits within that? Okay. Um, 
I have a curriculum that we've done. We've done an all-encompassing curriculum um, for the past couple of years. And this year was the first year I was kind of thinking, not quite right for what we want. Okay. Uh, I found myself crossing out more than anything else. So, okay. Yeah. So how and do just, I come up with our vision and how do I? <laughs> right. So out. just think that sometimes um, curriculum can serve you well for a season and then it doesn't. And that's okay. That's okay. If one publisher doesn't, you know, for a season, a few years, or even just a year. And you're like, this isn't serving us. It's not, it's not meeting what we, what we're looking for. It's okay to let it go and then move on to something else. It helps you to realize like, okay, that's not the answer right now. That was great for them. And let's move on to, let's try something else out. And as far as the vision, I love that you said that because looking through the notes and stuff that you had, when you set this up, uh, that was what I was thinking. And that's, that's the main thing that I try to focus on with the moms um, that I work with is that like, we have this idea. We just keep looking for this curriculum. We just want, oh, this magic curriculum out there. But if we don't know what we're looking for, it's really hard to find something if we don't know what it, what it is. So that's, I, I love that you have a vision word. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> so for you, I would say this is a great thing. If your husband is interested in doing this with you, I think it's phenomenal when um, mom and dad can together figure out like, what is our vision? What is our goal? So I would say, the thing to do right to the first do is to say, what is our goal? You, there's a couple different things. So there's visions and then there's, there's goals as well. So a vision is going to give you an overarching idea. What, what do you want your children to be like when you launch them out into the world? That would be like a major question. Like what, what are the, what are the fundamental values? What is, what do we want to instill in them? What, character traits, how, what do we want to focus on? And that kind of, so that gives you a, a huge over idea, overarching kind of idea and sit down and come up with just what's a vision statement. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be perfect. It can just be, it could be a couple, uh, it could be a paragraph. It could be a couple of bullet points. It'd be just a couple of lines. Um, some people have crafted, you know, this thing and they hang it on their wall. If that's, if that's your style, go for it. If it's not, you know, you chicken scratch it out and you hang it up on the refrigerator. That's fine too. Or it's something that it's something to keep looking back on. So this year, as you're preparing for the next school year, take a look at that. What is our vision? And then what we do is break those down into goals. What are my goals for you can do multiple things. And if you're new to this, I would suggest first just saying, what is my goal for this homeschool year? So we're going to talk about the one you're going into where you're going to have a fourth grader, right? A fourth grader and a kindergartner. Yes. Okay. So I would say, what are my goals for this year? What am I looking to accomplish? Are there certain experiences I really want them to have? Then let's then look for some field trips. Are there certain things you're starting to see in them that they would be interested in? Then look for resources to come alongside that. Or if you're saying, hmm, there's some characters, things that we need to work on. I'm noticing some laziness or kind of starting to maybe tell some fibs and lies about things. You know, there's some certain areas we want to want to work on. I would just do that for this coming year. And you could do it as far as your whole, as far as, you know, your family with everybody. Uh, you could also break it down because you do have an age gap there, fourth and, mm -hmm. and kindergarten. <clears throat> you could break it down as far as that. You know, what do I, what is a goal also for my fourth grader for this coming school year? What's a goal for my kindergartner? Is she, um, I'm assuming she, sorry. <laughs> my, yeah, yes, you're correct. Okay. So the, the five-year-old, yep, girl. <laughs> okay. The kindergartner, you know, maybe you see that, and not the kids have to, I'm a huge, 
huge proponent that the fact that they don't have to read the end of kindergarten, but maybe you're like, she's like so close. So right there, maybe that is a goal, but if you don't reach that goal, it's okay. You've just seen a progression or maybe it's just as recognizing uh, sight words, a certain amount of sight words. And it doesn't, again, this doesn't have to be like a hard and fast rule. Like she has to know 30 sight words and now we've (laughs) failed because we haven't gotten that. Um, And it could just be also experiences too. So you could break it down. So have an overall vision for your family as when you launch your kiddos. And I, I know it feels like it's so long away. You're like, (laughs) they're five and eight. It's so far away to launch, but you'll be there before you know it. And you'll be saying, I'm so glad that I put that time. If we don't put that time in now, in the elementary years, when they get to high school and they start kind of spreading their wings some more, we have, we've missed out on, not Mm -hmm. that it's impossible, but it's harder to instill those values and those traits and uh, the experiences and things that you want them to have when they're older. So who do I want my kiddos to be? Who do I want to launch out into the world? What are the type of people that I want out in the world? And what's going to help me, help me kind of serve that. So for, as far as that would be your vision, and then your goals would be to break them down from there. So working on just this year, I would focus on just this year and you can get you know, once you become comfortable with that, you can come up with goals as far as elementary school, middle school, high school, and then you would break those down per year. Does that make sense? It does. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So then what are some things that are going to come alongside that? And that is how, that is one of the ways you can choose curriculum. And if you are, um, your kid is really into gardening, well, then let's come up with science. Let's do that. Let's not do just a general science. Let's do something about botany. Let's really focus in on, on that because when a kid is interested in something, they pick up on it so much more and they're much right. more, much more enthusiastic too. <laughs> very true. Very true. You yes. definitely notice that with my son and okay. my daughter is definitely, she's wanting to read. She okay. constantly is asking, what does this say? What does this say? How do I spell this? Cause she knows most of her letters. So we've okay. actually started up with a little bit of reading, um, but that's perfect. Yeah. Trying to focus them in on something or at least figure out what they're interested in and going for it. Right. And we can't always do it with every subject. I mean, math is kind of like, here's fourth grade math. You know, it's (laughs) when you get to, when you get to high school, you can be a little more picky about how far you want to go in math. But for the younger years, it's like, this is math and this is what it's going to be. But also, but then for those other subjects, especially when it comes to history and science, you can really pick what you want to want to do and you can find resources um, that suit your family. So tell me a little bit about, uh, curriculum. You said you kind of just like a, um, like a curriculum in a box is what you've been using. Yes, we okay. did. Um, my father's world for the last two years. Okay. And this past year we did exploring countries and cultures, which is the third grade version okay. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed first and second grade with my father's world. I thought it was really well done. My, my son really did well with it. Uh, this past year I have found myself crossing off more than I feel like sometimes almost half of what, you know, what they call for the day. It just not something that was that important for us. Um, and I really, I, I liked the previous year where we really focused on us history. Um, that is something my husband and I have talked about. I really want our children to understand us history. It doesn't mean we don't need to learn about the other countries and cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so important to get our history down to really understand it and then expand from there. Uh, and I feel like we, we just spent such a little bit of time on each country this year. It was not enough to really get him interested, but, but yet just 
it, it was like just the tip of the iceberg. We went through it so fast that it wasn't really jiving with what I was hoping for. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of the curriculums will, they focus on just, um, an exposure to kids of so many different things. And we have this mindset that that's what education is, but education can also be diving in deep into, into certain subjects. So if you're feeling passionate and strongly about, let's just do a U.S. history, then, you know, then I suggest moving away from that curriculum if it's not going to serve you in that way and finding a U.S. history curriculum and just focus on that this year because you'll gain so much more and you can include field trips. I don't know if there's any field trips, you know, where you guys are and stuff, but there's tons of resources even online to be able to look up, look up things, watch videos are phenomenal. Yeah. So I would say, absolutely. If you're feeling like you want to break away again, it's, it's okay. It served you well. And I love that you said that it did really well. And for those past two years, and that's, that's great. This is a part of your journey. Homeschooling is a journey. And we kind of just think we're at the destination all the time, but it's a, it's a constant, it's organic and it changes every single year. And so we'll, we'll do what's, what's best. So I always try to say is what is the best thing to do for this year? And just focus on, focus on that. Don't worry about what the next year is that'll come. You'll find that you'll find the resources. You'll find, <laughs> you'll find the inspiration. You'll find the things that you want to, that you want to do for those. So focus on, on this year. And there are some great U S history uh, resources out there. So I would say start looking at different ones that would be good for his age range and you and your husband, you know, pick which one you think is going to be best, um, best suited for you guys. That sounds good. Yeah. It's, I, I like, I will say, I, I admit I was not homeschooled, neither was yeah. my husband, and we are the first ones in our families to homeschool. So this year has been a learning curve of understanding that it's okay to go outside of the curriculum <laughs> or cross <laughs> things off of the curriculum. I'll admit your podcast has helped a lot with figuring out, oh, you can do that. I don't have to do every single thing it says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I think sometimes I'm still in that yeah. school system mindset. Uh, so it's taking more to get out of that. Um, I don't know if I'm fully confident enough in myself to go outside of a curriculum and make my own completely, but I do like the idea of picking and choosing from different types. Um, we already did that with math. We do do sex and math um, with our son because uh, that is something my husband really wanted to get math in. He's an engineer as well. So he, <laughs> he that's the way his brain works. And my yeah. son is a lot like okay. him. Um, so we really wanted to get math down, but to be able to pick and choose is, is a new concept for me, but I'm enjoying that aspect. It's, it's a little terrifying with the challenge of doing something on your own, but at the same time, I think it's exciting too. Yeah. If you have an opportunity to, if you start research, researching online for, so say, let's just say the history and you find a couple of resources. If you, I know that you said that uh, you'd mentioned in the notes that you don't have a lot of friends in your area that homeschool, but if you have an opportunity, even anybody you can, if they have that actual book for you to, for them maybe to like, just let you take a look at whether you go to their house or they bring it to, you go to a co-op or something, they bring it and you get to take it, actually open it up and take a look at it means I know that there are things online. They give you a couple of pages and show you, but it's, there's something <laughs> about opening up the book and flipping through the pages and that has always served me really well. Like, okay, I kind of knew instantly then once I had the book in my hand and looked through like, yes or no. And once you choose your history curriculum, I want you to stop looking for history curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what you've chosen. Now, if this history curriculum, if you're like, this is terrible, we're all crying at the end of the, of the lesson, then yes, but give it a try at first. 
but otherwise stop looking because you're you're inevitably going to find something that you're going to think is better. And maybe it is, I, you know, I can't make you stop, <laughs> but I just, if you found something and you really like it and you're like, this is perfect for, for us, then stop looking for other history curriculums and just, just do that one then. And same thing goes with science. And, and if the math, the Saxon is doing great, you've already kind of started doing that. And so it's just is adding in a couple other things. I mean, if in the beginning, sounds like history you're passionate about. Um, and so the bath and then the English, just maybe focus on those and then see where you can kind of pull in, pull in science or art. Don't worry about those right now, especially if you're new to putting together your own curriculum, just focus on the, on the main couple, which is typically, you know, the different English subjects, the language and the spelling and, uh, mm -hmm. and then the math, but just focus on those and then, you know, then pull in, then pull in the others. And you might find that you don't quite pull in science until middle of the year. And that's okay because you're really just trying to get used to what you are using. And that's okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of grace in homeschooling. <laughs> I'm learning that. I'm learning yeah. that. Yeah. I will yeah. say that's, it's great about Wisconsin is that they're very, there, there are not many rules and regulations regarding homeschooling. Um, they're actually very homeschool friendly, but in a way that's almost hard the other way because there's no guidelines for I mean I know you don't have to go with what everybody is learning at a certain age but it's sometimes it's nice to get that general <laughs> oh the, they're learning you know at this rate <laughs> they're kind right. of tracking with everybody right um but I am thankful that we are in a state that's pretty homeschool friendly yeah and and what you're saying is exactly what I've heard from other people too especially if you said that you know you guys are brand new to homeschooling you and your husband and there's nobody else in the family and you're the, you're you're the first you're kind of paid for this way and we the crazy it, ones yeah. <laughs> in a very good way you're you're among, you're among many I'm the crazy ones in my family <laughs> uh, it's just it can it can feel and I've heard that from from many moms who are just starting out with homeschooling and they live in a state that's very open. And if that feels intimidating to you, or you would like some guidance, take a look at a state that has, that has more structure that has, that tells you. So a couple of states um, off the top of my head would be Pennsylvania, New York. They have, you know, listed of subjects and stuff. If you're, if you're trying to, if you need a little bit of a box to put your, to put your mind into for right now, and then knowing that, you know, you can slowly step out of that box as well which it sounds like you've kind of already started to do already <laughs> feeling like you had to get, you know, an all encompassing curriculum, but now you're like, okay, now we can put together and piece, piece together mm -hmm. different curriculums. So I would say, so I think your biggest kind of concern um, we first started chatting was about picking curriculum, but the, then the vision, are you feeling better about that, about a vision for you guys, for your family? I am. I am. I definitely think it's something my husband and I are going to sit down and talk about um, and just really We've talked about even for our own family, like a family vision and mission statement. Mm -hmm. So we just need to actually sit down <laughs> and do it and uh, come together with what we want for our children and what we want. I mean, we, we decided to do homeschooling because we wanted to be different than those around us. So how do we incorporate our family values into our homeschooling values? And do they have to be different? They don't, not necessarily. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's as you're talking, I'm just going to say that some uh, and even families who don't homeschool come up with a with a family vision statement. And if you wanted to. So this, this the vision thing is very it's very up to each family because we're all unique. And so I would say if you wanted to come up with a vision statement for your family and then one for your homeschool, you can as well. 
some people can better put those two together from the beginning. And that's fine to do as well, because homeschooling is, it's a whole lifestyle. It's a whole way of, Mm -hmm. of living. So if you feel comfortable with doing the two, and then maybe eventually those two merge, you can do that as well. It just, it does just come down to that mindset shift of education. Isn't just in a box. It's not just from, you know, eight 30 till noon. It is something that we do all the time as a family. Yes. There are times that we sit down and do formal education and we do our math and we do our specific lessons, but it's something it's organic throughout the rest of the day as well. Mm -hmm. And then break it down and, and work on goals. And for this first year, if you're new to visions and, and goals is to just focus on just this homeschool year. And you can do, you know, for overall your homeschool, maybe a homeschool feel, what do you want the homeschool year to feel like for you guys? Uh, And then also you could do goals for each kiddo for the coming year. Well, that's great. That's, and that's what I needed. Someone to say, this is what you need to actually think about. Yeah. And don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid to take some time. So you can talk to your husband, you know, later today and mention to him, say, Hey, just to put a bug in your ear. Cause this is what I sometimes do. Just put a bug in your ear so that we're both thinking about it. And then we can come together some evening when kids are all in bed, you know, a week from now and work on, you know, what did you come up with? And that doesn't mean that it has to be figured out that night. You could kind of Mm -hmm. work on it and then say, okay, good. We've gotten a little bit, a couple steps further. Let's, let's reconvene in another week and see and see where we're at, see where we're at with it. But it's phenomenal if you can do it with your husband, if he's involved Mm -hmm. as well, because as the whole homeschool lifestyle, we're all, you know, we're trying to function as a team, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as husband and wife, and we're doing this all together, even though a lot of it falls onto your shoulders, having their, having their input, um, I think really gives them a little, because sometimes it can feel like dad's on the outside of homeschool. And especially if he works outside of the home, he kind of feels like he's on the outside of it. And this kind of helps pull them pull them in and they kind of have an idea as well. Definitely. So, well, this has been good chatting with you and I'm excited about your upcoming homeschool year. Now, wasn't that fun? Isn't she super sweet? If you would like to set up a one-on-one, go ahead and email me info at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. It's also linked in the show notes. Better yet, join Clarify Your Homeschool and all of this that she and I discussed is in more detail and clarify your homeschool, if you can believe that. And there's even more. We'll talk about things. I'm just going to name a couple of things because I, I would be here way too long to tell you everything. But even more, we'll talk about things like learning style of your various kiddos. We'll talk about testing. Do you do that? Which ones do you do? And, and what exactly is testing? Curriculum. We'll dive into the nitty gritty of the curriculum and find the perfect set of curriculum for your kiddos for right now. We'll talk about grading and all of the practical steps that go into that for all of those decisions. It's all included in Clarify Your Homeschool, and you can go to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. But this has been a lot of fun to give you a little bit of a glimpse, a little bit of taste of some of the coaching that I do. And I hope that you have a great day today, and we'll see you on the next episode. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.